Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rachel Freeman Sowers live show. I'm excited to have you here. And this is the go-to place for entrepreneurs and professionals who want to become more bold in the expression of themselves, their mission, and their truth in the online world with video and other mediums. Tonight's topic is really so important because there are so many times that I have talked to so many entrepreneurs and professionals who really want to begin to be more authentic in their business, in their profession, and in their life. And the insights that I want to offer you tonight are going to come in a little different form than usual. So instead of telling you the insights that I have, I would love to share with you the questions that I ask people in order to have their own insights. Because the one thing about all of us, the beautiful thing about all of us is that we are not a one size fits all. So my insight may not apply to your situation. But the more beautiful question is, how can I help you see the things that are really stopping you from having and being the woman or the professional that you want to be, the entrepreneur or professional that you want to be in your life right now? The other beautiful thing about tonight is that even if you're not an entrepreneur, or maybe you're a professional, but you're a professional stay-at-home mom that does all the things that honestly, I never could do (laughs) or have like an alternative thing that you're doing. These questions can still apply. And the reason this is so important to me, and many of you have been, if you've been hanging out here at Rachel Freeman Sowers for very long, many of you know that I've been talking about radical visibility and yes, authentic video mastery. And yet the radical visibility always comes first. And in order for us to become radically visible, we need to become radically visible to ourselves first. And what this means is looking through all different parts of ourselves, looking at these multifaceted parts that really deserve and yearn to be honored. So this week had a couple of lows and it's only like Wednesday. (laughs) This is radical visibility to me. I've had a couple of lows this week and it's because I've been doing some really deep work for myself. And in that really deep work, there becomes residual emotions, there becomes residual thoughts or other things that come up within me. Radical visibility, first of all, is an internal work. It is not about coming on video and being like, hey, so everyone look at me, everyone see me. What it really is, is a depth of vulnerability and a depth of relationship with yourself. And people ask me, Rachel, I don't know what to do if there's nobody on camera. Tonight, we are live streaming for the first time only in the Radical Visibility and Authentic Video Mastery Facebook group and the YouTube channel. And I don't know if anyone's going to be watching this live with me, but that's okay because I'm here to share the message of helping other people really begin to develop the radical visibility. And when people say, what happens if no one shows up? And my response is, you showed up. If people are like, who am I talking to? You're talking to you. The thing is, is that, I mean, I don't know if this is good, bad, right? (laughs) But I'm going to take it for all it's worth. I can talk to myself for a long time. But really what I'm doing is talking to all of you. And I'm connecting with all of you on a different energetic level, even if you already or only are watching the recording. I love live video because it's interactive. But the fact of the matter is, is that it will take time sometimes. And I'm okay because that's why I'm here for the long haul. 
So now that we've talked a little bit about radical visibility, I'm wondering what radical visibility would look like for you. And this is the journey that we're going to take as far as the insights. So first of all, when you hear radical visibility, what does that mean to you? What would you be doing if you were able to become radically visible to yourself first, right? When we become radically visible to ourselves, then we're able to speak our truth in other areas or to other people or live or have a different way of being. Now, the following five questions, I would love for you to, if you're joining me live, or even if you're watching the recording, I would love for you to stick those answers into the chat. The first one is, what holds you back from being fully yourself on video? Now, some people I know may not be on video. So if you're not on video, here's the question I'd love for you to ask yourself. What holds you back from being fully yourself in business and in life? What that looks like is if you've been asked by someone to do something and you knew it wasn't something that you wanted to do, or you knew that it was something that was against some part of you, or maybe it was rationalized by saying, oh, you know, it's just a small thing. You know, if you could just do this for me this time, it can look in the form of pushing boundaries too. You know, sometimes people will say, hey, you know, can you do this? Oh, and then can you do this and this and this? And you're sitting there going, oh, and this happens in entrepreneurship and this happens in life. And we end up walking away feeling like we are being taken advantage of. Yet in that circumstance, we are not the victim. And I'm not talking about extremes here. So I'm talking in this kind of middle ground. We had a choice in whatever interaction that we're having. And we need to discover and look at what is holding me back. So from a lot of women, I hear what holds me back is imposter syndrome, right? I'm critical of myself and I'm really afraid that other people are going to be that critical of me also. Another thing that they talk about is I need it to be perfect. And they record and they record and they record. And a lot of people don't like live video because there is an unexpected element to live video. And you can plan some of it out, but ultimately you can't control very much of it. And that is kind of alarming to some people. Another um, person said to me, you know, I did that video online and then I noticed my tooth and it's out of whack, and that's so ugly. And the fact of the matter is, is that the majority of people aren't going to notice that. But we are so self-critical and shaming and blaming, right? So I don't like my hair. I don't like my teeth. I don't like my accent. I don't like the way I look. I'm too fat. All of these things come up all the time. And you may hear me say all these things more than once, but it is the things that I hear the most, right? And so when we discover what is holding you back from being fully yourself in your business and or in your life and or on video or any other medium, it can also have to do with appropriateness. I was talking to another woman this week and she said, can you tell me what's appropriate on some channels and what's not appropriate on other channels or social media channels? So what's appropriate on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok? Those things. And I was like, that's a lot to try and manage to make sure you're fitting into a box. And honestly, I don't change the posts. The same post on Instagram is on Facebook is on LinkedIn. I can't micromanage all of that stuff. Maybe there would be more followers, maybe all of those things, but that's okay if there's not, right? I'm not in the game of trying to play the algorithm. 
I'm in my game of trying to impact the most people I can so that they can speak their truth. That's exactly where I'm at. And so when we start identifying the things that are holding you back, then it's more, what am I claiming as my truth? So this is the second question for your insight. What am I claiming to be my truth right now? So when I've worked with people who have been afraid to go on live video, the truth that they're claiming is, is that someone may reject them. Like it's possibility that I'm going to get rejected. There's a possibility that no one's going to show up. They're claiming that they are not going to be able to do it as well as someone else. Maybe they're claiming that everyone's already heard it. And so why would someone listen to them? So noticing some of these things that I'm saying. Also, if you're a professional and you go into a workplace, it's like the other thing too is like what is considered professional? You're supposed to be professional. There's these standards of behavior, right? There's these ways that you should be dressing. All of these things are kind of standards that's been implemented that may not fit you anymore. So what are you claiming as your truth? I have to be this way. I have to do this thing. This is going to happen to me. And as we take those strands apart, those neurological patterned ways of being, we can then start discovering what your truth really is. So what am I claiming to be my truth? The next one is, where did this come from? And a lot of times this can look like the question of why, 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 why? And we can get stuck in the contemplation phase of why and think that we're making movement. But if we ask, where did this come from? Well, it came from that time when this happened and that happened and I had that feeling and I'm getting that feeling now. So now you've identified it and now you can very clearly say this is where it comes from. Then you're asking yourself, what do I want instead? So that's number four. What do I want instead? So instead of being afraid that no one's going to show up on my live tonight, I chose to say I am coming because someone will see it. I can guarantee you there are people watching my videos I have no idea are watching them. This is one of the beauties about videos too, is that this is video for me is also part of leaving a legacy. I mean, who knows where we're going to be in five years as far as tech and AI and all of those things. But if someone watches this video in five years and says, hey, this is what I want in my business. This is my boundary. This is what I want in my life then my work has been accomplished over and over and over and over again, right? So it's really about what do I want instead? I want to believe that I am here for a purpose. I want to believe that the words that are coming out of my mouth are the exact words that should be coming out of my mouth. I want to create an ultimate trust in my way of being. I want to release the shame, the fear, the doubt, the expectations that have been put on me by other people throughout my whole entire life. And I want to be me. This is what I want instead. So I'm wondering if you can really figure out what you want instead, instead of feeling the fear and feeling like an imposter, right? We, we want to play these mind games on ourselves, but what if you stopped playing mind games and you just went to the root and you just saw it and honored it and released it and moved on? Like, what would be possible then? What if we stop always having to go through the same pile and we, it's like digging a hole and you get a pile on the ground on this side and then you're like, oh, well, this side just has a mound on it and I'm going to dig a hole on this side and then you put all the dirt back in and now it's a mound and then you just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 
well, let's stop the cycle, break those neurological patterned ways of being and say, this is what is happening. I am claiming that I still need to be small, that I don't deserve or have the right, or I need to be careful about speaking my truth. One thing that I brought up before this last week, and it's hit me really hard now that I'm working on some childhood stuff, but it's that phrase, it's better to be seen than heard. And that's like, if you're told that over and over and over and over again, no wonder the majority of people grow up not being able to speak what their truth is. I mean, my parents did the best they could, but every time they said that, guess what? It made me shut my mouth. It made me feel fear. It made me feel like I wasn't significant. It taught me that my place was not there. And honestly, the existence of me wasn't meant to be there. Now, some of you may see in Rachel, you're taking that a little too far. Maybe it wasn't as traumatic for you as it was for me. I'm not here to judge other people's trauma, but what I'm here is to open up these conversations. My parents, again, did the best they could. I did the best I could with my daughter, but I asked some stuff up with her. And in this thing that was said to me all those times and to sit quietly, sit quietly in church, don't talk, don't do these things, all the other things that I was taught that women are supposed to do in church that just was like, didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Caused me to deny myself of who I really was or the life that I was meant to be living. And it's taken me till the age of probably, I would say about 43 to 44 to really start expanding my truest way of being. And I'm still working on it today. So realize that when we ask, where did this come from? These are the reasons why. I don't think that we have to dig too deep to start seeing that. And when we see it and honor it and say that was part of my life, this is part of what I was taught, and we work through what that is, we don't have to keep digging up and digging up and then putting the dirt in the other pile. We can say, oh, I see that. Instead of that, I want this thing. I want to know that because I was created, because I was made, because I am here, I am able to say what I need to say. And for me, the rule is I say it respectfully to myself and therefore I will say it respectfully respectfully to other people. So speaking your truth can be difficult and it can feel really scary. But I wonder what would happen if you asked yourself, what would be possible if what I wanted turned into my reality? And this is where we start really, truly rewiring our brains, where we activate the reticular activation system and say, this is the truth. And every time that we step into that truth, you then start telling your brain what is real. You then start teaching your body what is safe and that you are okay in speaking your truth. This is what happens. And then it starts to click and you're like, oh, okay. And then your body's like, oh, no, we're okay. And this like, no, we're okay. So my accountability partner, Eric is on here and he sent me a subject line that he was going to put on his email. Eric, write it in the comments really quick. He's teaching people how to do a LinkedIn poll, P-O-L-L, a LinkedIn poll so that you can really start querying your audience and what they want. And so his his subject line was something like, don't forget, or are you working that poll? 
he just typed it in the comments. Are you working that poll? And I thought it was so brilliant, right? And he's like, okay, I'm going to put this in the subject line. I'm like, do it, do it, do it. Because he's showing his personality. He's funny and he loves humor and he's sassy. And well, of course, this is why we get along so well and why we help each other out. But it really was about how he could show up in that different way. And I'm sure that may have felt like a little bit of a risk because maybe some people on LinkedIn don't think it's professional or maybe people think it's risque or you really shouldn't be doing that or whatever. But this is really about how are you showing up? Because if you are an entrepreneur, the people aren't buying your product. If you're a service-based product, they're not buying the product. They're buying you. If you're a professional in the workplace, the company isn't buying a product from you. They're buying you. They're buying into you. If you're sacrificing your truth in real life, people are agreeing or wanting you to be the same person you were before you started speaking your truth. And they ask things like, well, what happened to you? Why are you talking like this now? Why, why do you have to be so aggressive or assertive or all the other things I've heard, right? So these are the ways that you gain insights. And each and every insight, every one of these questions helps you dig deeper into yourself so that you can stop walking around feeling like you've numbed yourself or cutting off parts of yourself because it's not appropriate or people might be offended or all of those things, right? and always worrying about other people. Now, I'm not saying don't care about other people. Again, there's no extremes here. But what I'm saying is my rule is I'm respectful to myself, and therefore I'm respectful to other people. When you ask and dig deeper, you become more radically visible to yourself. Your brain and your body begin to learn that it is safe to be you because you are enough. You're safe to be you because you are enough. Just let that sit there for a second and internalize what I just said. You are enough. Radical visibility includes you beginning to believe that you are enough just as you are, right? Okay, so how can I create what I want? What's the possibility if you turned what you wanted into reality? How do you create that? And then you go and you do that. Do you do the thing that will help you create what you want? And what that looks like for some people is watching these videos. I was talking to a woman today and she's like, I appreciate everything that you put out, right? The other way it can look as how do you create what you want is hiring support, hiring a coach, hiring somebody, going to a therapist, whatever you need to do. That's what you do so that you can have what you want and put it into your reality. Now, I'm not saying it might not be hard work because it probably will be. There will be times when you're like, I'm not sure. But if you have that person that has your back, if you have that person that says, I got you, that means all the world. My mentor, I would text her this morning and I said, oh, you know, I'm having a little bit of a wobble because that's what all my Brit British friends say. Like, oh, I'm having a little bit of a wobble. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> anyway, and she's like, remember that you are brave and powerful. And this is why you are starting to notice these things. This is why these things are coming up for you because you are brave and powerful and it is time to shift them. 
So whatever is coming up for you, if it keeps coming up and coming up and coming up, don't ignore it. Don't numb it. Don't cut it out. Don't say later. Don't push through. Get that thing. Notice it's because something is telling you you are brave and powerful and I don't want to do it like this anymore. I don't want to be scared of talking to people because I have a message here and I have some good shit to be saying. And when you realize that and you start believing that you are enough, then you start going and the momentum builds. I think that's how I'm going to end this Rachel Freeman Sowers Live. If you have questions about how to do that, if you are struggling to do that, please feel free to reach out to me. You can put it in the comments here, or you can private message me on both YouTube and or through the Rachel Freeman Sars Facebook page, or through the Radical Visibility and Authentic Video Mastery Facebook group. I hope tonight has been inspiring to just one of you out there. I hope that you find it empowering to really work through some of the things that are keeping you stuck and realizing that you can have exactly what you want, be exactly what you want and do exactly what you want because I'm proof of it. I will end this video like I end every single video. Please make sure to stay true to yourself, be kind to others, and always, always, always honor the wise one that is within you. I hope to see you all next week on the Rachel Freeman Sowers Live Show. Talk to you then. Bye.